Harry. I'll be using today to round up on the teachings on expanding your capacity to embrace what God has planned for you this year. Um, today, I'm going to give you a, a different dimension to it. How you can actually expand your capacity to do more and be more. You know, every year is like a new season that is afforded to you to do something with your life, to appropriate the plans and promises of God for you in order to be able to live out and manifest his promises in your life. Now, you know, promises can be likened to be like a check. The check is very good and has value, but it's not valuable to you unless it is presented at the bank, right? Hallelujah. So you may have the check, but the check may be nothing to you until it is presented in the right place. And so, for a lot of people who are not yet experiencing God's promises in their life, or the, his manifestation, it's because it's like a check that they are holding, but they have not yet been known how to cash out, if I may use that word, cash out on his promises. Hallelujah. And cash out is something that's very familiar these days for a lot of us who, you know, who are into many things like that. You have to cash out. It's easy to understand how to cash out, but a lot of people have not yet understood from the supernatural realm how to cash out <laughs> the promises of God. Amen. Just, just, just imagine a scenario. Somebody actually wins, uh, let me use a football game. Maybe he did uh, what, what they call accumulator. Play seven games straight. 1,000 error and the odds are around uh, 300, 300, something like that. Be. Then he's, he's looking around that 80,000 thereabouts. Maybe. I'm just trying to like put it in perspective. And he checks the ticket. Everything enter. Like this word. Everything enter. But guess what? He has not yet gone to claim what belongs to him. That's where a lot of Christians are. The promises of God are sure. Yes and amen. Guaranteed. But they've not yet taken the step to cash out. They've not taken the step to bring to pass. There's a, there's a participation you have to put in yourself into. And that's why we, last week we talked we talk about faith. But today I want to talk about relationships. How relationships can actually add value to you and, and help you in the journey towards your success. In life, if you are happy, it's because of people. In life, if you are sad, it's because of people. We are people, people. When people are in stress and emotional pain, it is in direct relationship to the people around him. So your relationships can either fulfill you or strain you or stress you out. Can cause you emotional pains. And some people, that's how they live their life. They live their life under emotional pains. It could be at, at the home, at the office, or where they do business. The relationship around them are just, you know, it's such that it's not adding to them, it's taking away from them, it's zapping life out of them. You know, Jesus said in John 10, I am come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So, his presence or his being with you is supposed to generate life. Hallelujah. You know, when you look at the, the, the uh, pages of scriptures, especially the, uh, the gospels, you realize that each time Jesus met with people, there was value he transmitted to them. Hallelujah. He transmitted value because he was a man of value. 
But most importantly, because he was a man who understood how to communicate value. Because you can have value and not know how to communicate value. Some of you remember those, uh, those some of you who passed through science class. How many of you went through science class here? You remember those teachers that know physics very, they know physics very well, but they can't teach physics. The knowledge is there. They, they will even be solving the thing there. You'll be like, wow, wow, but you cannot understand what they're saying. Some of you understood this in, in mathematics. Teacher will not be doing this one, this one, plus, minus, divide, and be like, this guy knows, this are people cool. But he's not passing the knowledge to you. Hallelujah. So it's one thing to be a man of value. It's another thing to know how to channel value, to communicate value. That's why building relationships is one skill you must learn to master this year. Building successful relationships is one skill you must learn to master. Some people don't care what people care. But do not know that part of the factor of your success in life is linked to certain skills you must develop. One of which is knowing how to build successful relationships. If God wants to move your life to another phase, he brings people into your life. When the enemy wants to bring you down, he brings people into your life. And so, there's a level of discernment you must carry along as you join in life too, to know those who should be with you, who should journey with you. I mean, if for example, you're going to travel all the way to Benin, many of you know that there's always a stop at Ore. Right? Now, let's assume you're about to begin this journey at my two, and you see the vehicle you're about to enter, it's actually a tipper. How many people will say, yes, I, I think I'll enjoy this journey? You'll be like, mm, no, 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 not, not this one. Right? You look, look for a clean Toyota comma, right? Looks nice. And if it is, and they, and, and they tell you it's five in seats, you'll be like, mm, no, 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 no. Why? Because you realize that if it's five in a seat, you'll be uncomfortable sitting all the way, Right? So you prefer something that's three a seats. You have space where you can stretch your leg, where you can move without somebody telling you, my friend, stay your place. You want to have your comfort zone all the way to, you know, to that journey because probably you'll be spending four to five hours. So you want to spend it in a comfortable place, right? Hello? Ah, the way you are saying quiet, you're so quiet. Is it that you could not take normal bus? <laughs> you know those who don't mind take the bus? You know, after the park, after that uh, Jota Park, there's another... Along the road park, the one that will take you to your destination cheaper. The one that will drop you before the main bus to be natural to your village. <laughs> so, you want to be very sure that the environment you are about to take that journey is comfortable, right? Also, that environment may also include the person you are sitting close to. Now, just imagine you are about to take that trip and the person you are sitting close to you starts at you. Then look at you. That's fine. Will you smile back? Say, please, let's change it here. I don't understand what's happened to this one. You will not feel comfortable. If, even in a plane, you won't feel comfortable. Even if it's a, even if it's a 45 minutes plane from here to Port you won't feel comfortable sitting by somebody that's giving you some kind of stares in your face and the person just damping and, and, and just like, hey, 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 it's true. You won't feel comfortable. You want to be sure that the person is close to you what the journey right same thing in life too life is a journey you want to be sure that people who journey with you are people who can add value to make the journey much more enjoyable right hello your choices you make when it comes to your friends 
And even your spouse is also as important as that. Because marriage is a lifetime journey. You, you want to be sure that the person you are bringing along in that journey is not bringing excess baggages that you can carry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the journey has to be smooth. So even if the journey has issues, the fact that you have somebody close to you to chat with, you know, makes the thing more enjoyable. Some of you remember those people, um, you know, when you are traveling to the village or coming to Lagos, when there's some people who are, who are, who are like the life wire in the bus, they make the thing interesting. You know, some, some of those guys, they, they are fun to hang out. Even if you like to keep quiet, at least you are hearing their chat, you are, you are laughing, you know, you are, in those moments, you are forgetting how long the journey is. But if everybody's as serious as you in that journey, You'll be checking time. Ah, we see there already by this time. And the driver is moving fast too. But you'll be seeing every part of the journey. But there are some people who make the journey much more like, you know, you know those friends you have that with you, you, don't, you just realize that time has gone, you know. Because they make life what it. You don't realize how the day has gone. Ah, it's 9 p.m. Ah, oh my, can they go also? But there are some people that will come into your life. They will say five minutes, like one hour. You can't wait for them to go. Why? Because they are draining out of you. They are taking life out of you. They are taking, some people take ideas out of you. Each time they come, it's to pick your brain. What do you think? What do you think? I, I'm trying this. What do you think? And those people, when they're not adding value back to you, what, what happens is that each time you see them, just the sight of them, you're already losing value. You're already losing virtue. <laughs> you're ask me one question now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This was something I had even also had to learn in marriage too, uh, my early days of marriage, where I realized, I, I caught myself realizing that I'll call my wife and it got to a point she was telling me, if I call her, she'll say, yes, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? So it, I, at that point, I realized that each time I was calling her, I have to send, send a message. It was something I built unconsciously and it wasn't good. I, so I had to realize that I said, no, I have to change from this because for her each time she see the phone call it simply means there's work to do there's work to do and what happens is that in that kind of situation i am not building value in the relationship if each time she sees my phone call it tells her there's work to do hallelujah all right so the journey begins itself the journey begins with the, have you having a self positive self-image some people are looking for good friends out there, but you're not even a good friend to yourself. The first person you must fall in love with is yourself, not, not the person you're looking for. If you're looking at marriage and relationships, the first person you must be in love with is yourself. That's the first person you must be in love with. It's, it's yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody to come and be in love with you first. Hallelujah. If you don't get along well with yourself, you may not get along well with others too. Because some people, the issue that they are having when it comes to building quality relationships is the fact that they, themselves, they are struggling getting along with themselves. People who are wounded will always wound other people. Or people who are wounded will always be in relationships that end up with wound or insults. That's just the truth. You can only give what you have. Even if the, person, the other person you've met is good, you are bringing something to the table and that's your wounds, that's your hurt. If you mix good and hurt together, it doesn't sound good. It's like bringing two eggs together, one is sour and one is good. If you mix the two together, it won't come out good. 
So hurting people will always hurt other people. It's just normal. It's just a given. Some people are so frustrated with a lot of people is because they are also frustrated with themselves too. Hallelujah. You know, in the Old Testament, Jesus quoted and said, love your neighbor as you what? Love yourself. Now, I use the word in the Old Testament because a lot of people think that's still the New Testament uh, principle. It's not a, a principle in the New Covenant. Not. It's in the New Covenant. You love others as you love yourself. But the problem is like, if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. But in the New Covenant, you love others even as Christ has loved you. How many of you know that prayer Jesus taught his disciples said that they should um, forgive others uh, people's sin. So if you should forgive their sin, I say forgive other people's sin, right? How many of you know that's not New Covenant? It's not New Covenant. That was Old Covenant. Your sins are not forgiven because you forgive other people's sin. Your sins are forgiven because Christ died for your sins. Then Paul now tells you, love others as Christ has what loved you. So, when it comes to building good relationships, you can come from the law-based angle or from the grace-based angle. And we only love those that love me. What did you just say in Matthew 5? Let me show you something in Matthew 5. <clears throat> Matthew 5, let me take it from... Um, Just look at verse 14. From verse 42. Oh, yeah, okay, we're here. We're on screen. So give to him that acts from thee. Can you give me the New King James? All this D and thou is. I want to avoid them today. There's too much Shabbatah in the house. So. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you. Do not. Okay. 43. You have heard it that it was said, you shall, not, you shall love your neighbor and what? This is Jesus talking. This is what you have heard do. This was what was passed down to you. Love those who are your neighbor. And that means people you love. Hate those who are... How many of you know that this is still common practice today? But this is what... what he was saying, because said, you have heard this said before, right? Now, verse 44. But I say to you, love your neighbor. I'm sure you know I missed it there. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. I'm sure, as he was talking, it was Nigerian there, he would have told Jesus Christ, hold on, please. Not in all cases. <laughs> it says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. This is New Covenant. And pray for those who spitefully use you. They are using you. It's not this. It's not uh, maybe these guys. You, everybody knows that they are using you. Pray for them. No, use dangerous prayers and kill them wherever they are. 
Let the power and thunder and missile of the Holy Ghost locate them in their hatred and finish them off. Do you know why this is important? Look at the life of Joseph. Everybody looks look about Joseph and say, Ah, Joseph was the prime minister of Egypt. He was a, you know, was he commanded great storehouse. Everybody can talk about his success. But few talk about how he got there. Joseph did not get there because he had a dream. Joseph got there because he maintained a pure heart in his relationship. Because he was hot all the way. All the way. His brothers look at him. His own brother, same brother, same blood in the same house. Put him inside well. Let us kill him. One asked, okay, this killing thing did not sound too well for my ear. Then that is quotes. Pour blood on it. Go and tell the father, ah, this is the only thing that remains for your, your son. You know, can you imagine how heartbroken the father would be seeing, not, not even seeing, you know, like they say, I, I watched a Nigerian movie one time, one man was crying, say, my bikinis, my bikinis die, it's better than my bikinis lost. She said that in that same way. But, you know, how hurtful that you lose somebody, you can even find the body. And so, the just brought the guy and said, ah, this is the coat, this is what the remaining of him. So the father was heartbroken. He too was heartbroken because he was kept there. You know, he was kept in the well overnight. And then that's all um, some people come in and say, ah, let's even sell him off to these um, slave um, traders. They took him away, all the way. So somebody who had comfort in the house, wearing the best suit in the house, they took him away, wearing just nap, nap, napkin like a slave. Into a land where nobody knew him. And those days, you know, if you, if you, I mean, if you watch, I, I watch any movie or documentary about African slave trade, right? You see how pretty dressed slaves are, B? <laughs> In their scanty, whatever they're wearing. That was how Joseph was presented from a man who had most beautiful coats to a man, man wearing happy and people now prizing him, prizing him in the market. He got into Potiphar's house to begin afresh again. What happened? He was growing up. He was growing. He was getting better. The wife now put eye on him. He rejected her. She relied on him and next thing they threw him into prison. I mean, for Joseph, I've, the people I trust the people I'm helping, they don't want hurting me. But guess what? He keeps going forward. He gets into prison. Then the butler who had a dream, interpreted the dream and told, told, told him, if you get out there, please remember me. And guess what the Bible tells us? As the man left, the man, the man left Joseph in prison too. Because he forgot about him. But God has a way of putting circumstances in place for us. That's what you must know. It's not in your hand. It's not your so when you are developing hatred, I don't like this guy because of what he has done. You are just kidding yourself. Sometimes those crises can put you in a place of opportunity. That betrayal can put you in a better place of opportunity. You can't tell because it's not in your hand. It's not in your hand. That's why he's saying here: when they do it, bless them. Pray for those who um, persecute you. Have you observed? That the disciples, they were all killed except one. John. And not one time in scripture did you see the disciples pray against the people that were killing them. Because they learned this. That's one thing today's Christianity doesn't know. Very simple, very simple teaching. 
but do not know because a lot of people think that your success in life is linked to the death of your enemy. Somebody must die for me to go up. Somebody must fall for me to rise. That mentality is not, it's not kingdom at all. It's not kingdom at all. It puts inside of you an acceptable form of darkness. It keeps inside of you a level of permission for the kind of tolerance that God doesn't have. Hallelujah. It's not good at all. I'm telling you, as plain as it is, that's not godly. It's not godly to be waiting for people to, to hear that I, I heard that he died. That's, that's, that's something right. Somebody use you in a the, in the negative way and the business goes and says, hey, that's something right. How? It's not, that's not how God is. In fact, if you listen to yourself very well, your spirit man is telling you this is not you. Hallelujah. See, let God be the one that protects you when it comes to relationship, not you protecting yourself. You won't do a good job protecting yourself. It's good to have boundaries. You know, this is where you may draw some line. But it's wanting to have boundaries, it's an attitude to not put up walls. Hallelujah. So, like I said, the journey begins with a positive self-image, knowing who you are, loving yourself, which actually is linked to you understanding how God loves you first. Because you cannot truly love yourself until you understand how he, he himself loves you. Let's look at, look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31 verse 3. Let me show you, let me give an idea of how God loves you. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Hmm. Let me tell you what, what some people hear about God when it comes to love. I, I love you for now. Okay, I like you for now. Until you, the next mistake you make. As long as you say love for now, it goes against everlasting love because everlasting means has no end, it has unending. Say, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore, with loving kindness, I have what drawn you. Hallelujah. Some of you are of old, remember the song that goes with this scripture? You know, this is something that should be in your heart. Because the foundation to building a successful relationship is you understanding how God loves you first, unconditionally. That he loves you with an everlasting love. That means even when you mess up, God's love is still constant towards you. Hallelujah. Once you understand that, when people mess, up, mess you up, what do you do? Same like your father. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, like, Pastor, no, that part, second part, this doesn't sound nice. Yes, God can love me conditionally, but mm, me and mine, uh, it has to be the same. As he is. Uh, you people are quiet now in this one. In this body. Before, yes, Pastor, as he is, are we? Uh-huh. Now, as he loves. <laughs> Hallelujah. People need to understand that there are some things that can happen in your life when you give God room to put things in place. When you decide to walk in love, you give God room to put things in place. The things that you cannot put in place. Hallelujah. 
because at the time when Joseph now became the prime minister, his brothers came to buy food. Now I am the chief boss now. I'm the omega boss. And he was looking at them. They were talking to him. They could not recognize him. So he said, do not play small with them. You know, play small with them. And he told them at a point, he said, you see that thing you did to me back years ago. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. That means that Joseph carried that mindset all the way. That's why he rose to the top. He saw everything people threw at him as stepping stones to go to the top. He didn't let people throw stones at him and, and let those stones crush him. But he rather took those stones, put it down, and started to use them as foundation to go up. There are people who will disappoint you in life and they can come from anywhere. Anywhere. But you must learn to use those stones to grow and build. There's nothing that says in life that you won't face things or disappointment. It's normal. It's, it's a guarantee that people will disappoint you or depress you or do things that you don't expect. But what you do with what happens to you is a key thing. Yesterday I was showing my wife something on Facebook. I saw on Facebook. A lady posted and said, in quotes, you're an angry wife and now you finish cooking food. What will you say to your husband? I saw over 1,000 comments. Amazing. And some said, ah, they will say, honey, your food is on the table. Some said, sweetie, I finished cooking. I just saw different versions and I saw one that made me laugh. Said, I will tell my son to come and tell him that the food is ready. That the one that stood out Said I will not even cook at all now. If he's angry, I'm angry. He doesn't want to, he should not taste my food at that time. I will not even cook at all. If you do your investigation, eh, 80% of them will be Christians. Trust me. We have not learned the thing we have the life we have received. We have not learned to understand the life we have received. That's why we can be talking like that. Say if I'm angry, I will not even cook for him. If God was angry with Adam, he will not come to, to ask him, where are you? God will remain in heaven and say, let him be dealing with his own issues there. Because if I face him as an angry God, I will burn his garden. Garden go burn. Nothing will remain. Everything will cast. <laughs> but that's not God. He came. And God now realized that the man was even hiding. And you know, sometimes you need to understand people, not from what you think. You can see it readily. Because God who knows all things knows that this guy can know now. And so the guy was hiding. How can he be hiding from God? That should even make God even more angry. Why is he hiding from me? Why is he hiding? But God knew that because he was afraid, that was why he was hiding. Sometimes people are doing certain things around you. You may not understand what is kicking those attitudes or behavior. You may be judging it from the outside, not knowing that there are things that are deeper underlining. That's why they are behaving the way they are. You have to learn to be very patient with people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Because, you know, how your heart is positioned to people ultimately t- helps you to build quality relationship. Quality relationship is not in proposals, though. Say, so, you know, I have a business proposal that you need to hear. You know, my business... It's not all those one. The first thing people are trying to catch up as they're talking is the environment you are bringing. Is that air you carry around you. 
that's the first thing they're trying to catch. As you're talking, they're listening to you, but they're trying to feel you. They're trying to relate to you beyond what you are saying. That's the first thing. Because, you know, as you wear a perfume, you also carry an atmosphere around you. If you live with unconditional love and you meet people, you may not be a very good smooth talker. You may not have the best of proposals, but people will just kind of like you. They find interest in you. And then they want to hear you. But you're a very controversial person. Everything, now you they fight. Every quarrel, now you must win. When you're presenting your proposal, you will be speaking with that tone because that proposal, you must win the arguments too. So you will carry that same air of, I must win this one too. We must learn to concede defeat sometimes because it is not ungodly to receive defeat. Jesus took the defeat for the cross now. Did he make him a loser? No. In fact, he, dis- he destroyed death in dying. Hallelujah. If you're the kind of person that is always suspecting anybody, once they say something, you look like this, then greets you, say, I go check out stuff, I don't know, daytime self. You're always suspecting everything. Even when you are trying to form a new relationship in business, you will carry that same attitude without even knowing. As you are shaking the person, the person looks at you like, I'm not sure this person even trusts myself. It will just show. And those are the things people don't know. The things that are unsaid are actually louder than the things that are said. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So how your heart is formed is the key, most important element when it comes to building successful relationships. And we have relationship in, in, in four major ways, which actually brings about a 360 degree um, way of influence. You know, you have people above you, like your boss, a leader, or somebody you're reporting to, a line manager in the office or in business. You can have somebody you're re- reporting to or relating with or it's mentoring you. You have those who are beneath you, are reporting to you. You know, that's your friends, sorry, not your friends, um, people who are working, working in the office, your subordinates, or maybe even in my at the gates, because you're a guy, because he knows you're higher than him in rank. You know, you always have people ahead of you and those beneath you, no matter where you're in life. Then you have those who are with you in the same line, your colleagues in the office, in the same um, industry, people who, are, who, 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 who you know you're in the same line. And you have your home. You know, you have your home. Even for us pastors, we are learning to put things in balance because I know pastors these days who are having issues with their children who don't want to become like pastors. Not that there's anything wrong in pastoring, but when pastoring is such that fatherhood is no longer part of this, the journey with, with that man, it creates a gap with the, with the children as they grow up. Because in church, he's pastor. Everybody knows he's pastor. No one contests now. But at home, he's not pastor at home. He's not pastor. You, you, you don't expect that you, you have given birth to a new baby. Everybody's happy. Hey, six months is working. Hey, seven months is talking small, small. And the first one that comes out to his mind is pastor. Pastor. What you want to hear is daddy or mommy. Right? Not pastor. Give me my, my point. So you may be pastor outside, but in the house, you are that child's father or mom. That's what. So parents are always waiting for the children to, to say mommy or daddy. And sometimes, sometimes from, from men or people say, ah, you will first say daddy first, you will first say mommy. Because that's more. Enduring than pastor. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And so in those four areas, you must learn to relate and connect. With those who are ahead of you, you must learn to connect with them and, and contribute. Especially those who are your bosses, those who are leaders. You must learn to be a person of value, cont- contributing. Um, sometimes, listen, you know, even in office, you have what they call office politics, you know. There are people ahead of you, there are bosses who have people. They, are people. they like to put in places or do things with uh, or they don't do some shady deals, they call them. Let me give you an advice. Be you. Do good. Go the extra mile. Do not look at the person's issues. Be the best version of yourself despite the issues that surround you. Hallelujah. The person may not want to promote you. But let me tell you something about life. It is not man that promotes man. It is God that promotes man. People may forget you, but God never forgets you. The man that should have connected Joseph to a place left prison forgot Joseph. But a time came when Joseph's gift was needed. The man that forgot him knew that if there's anybody I must call, it's this guy. They said, if you live your life well, you do your best, improve yourself, your skill one day will call you out. Hallelujah. You may not be recognized now. That's okay. Keep working on yourself. Keep building yourself. Because the time will come. Like Pastor Sam always say, he say, he always says then. He says, success is when preparation and opportunity meets. If you are not prepared and the opportunity comes, you will still be there in that place. A lot of people are not prepared. So opportunity will come, but they cannot find the opportunity or the opportunity will not see them or locate them. Why? Because they are not yet prepared to recognize the opportunity. They are not prepared to embrace it. How are you developing yourself? Who are the mentors you, you come under? Coaches that you come under? You, you want to do something about your business? Who is your business mentor? I, I, I keep talking about this business thing because the guys in church, I, I need you guys to understand that you need to leave that phase where you are. There's urgent need to live there. <laughs> Serious urgent need because this is the year of infinite manifestation. You cannot keep doing things the way you did last year and expect different results. You got to take action. You got to be bold. You have to take steps. Steps that will get you out of your comfort zone. And in business, you must have people who are ahead of you that you can relate to it, that can tell you this is how to follow. Put your year, leg here. Put leg here. If you are trying to run business on your own, you may get to the destination. You may get there, but you get there in a long time. Long time. There is no joy in saying my business is 50 years. That's not the joy. My, the joy is that my business has 50 billion in accounts. Hello? I'm not sounding what I'm, I'm just saying the truth. I'm just saying the truth. You know, some of you remember um, 1996, right? It was 1996 or 94. 96, another 96. First Mark was dead. It was shouting 100 years. 96. Of course, that made me have to do my research because sometimes when I hear some things that's like, wow, I'll go and check. I, I realized that the first bank did not start at first bank first. You know, Pakistan bank before it uh, changed to first bank. Now, as we were declaring 100 years, then I got a hold of their, uh, their booklets, um, this end of year 
uh, publication. My eyes went to the figures. Let me see the profit they're even making at 100 years. And so when I became a banker, I started comparing bank published books from here to here. It's not enough, it's not enough to become as I'm shouting where I did with that. Let me set us here on, on paper what, what you carry. And what I realized as I, when I left the banking industry was that a lot of banks are not healthy. Because a lot of banks are living like the way Nigerians are living. Borrow and leave. Let's make an impression to you. If you want to see the true face of Nigerian banks, let all of them have the same financial year end. You will now realize that. If, for example, Brian IK's bank, his year end is January. The last one is February. You know what happens? That it will be gathering money, gathering money in that January. As it's closing the book in January, so I have closed with 30 billion. The next month, Bratalia will close his own bank, Abi. They close the year. You know what will happen? Move, money will not move from year to year. Marketers now, they go and bring money, talk to people, canvas. Money will move from year to year. Year will not be depleted because they're trying to, you know, help this one, his ministry. Then I say, which we have 35 billion. Say, ah, this small bank, they try you. How did they gather so much money? They took from that place. If all of them have the same year ending, you will now know who can command money. Hello? Are you aware some banks borrow money from other banks? All those bullion banks you are seeing. They don't have money to pay customers in that branch. They can't borrow from that place. Okay. <laughs> Let me not say too much there. But the point is that the people are trying to have an appearance to make people look like they are big. Meanwhile, inside, chicken, nothing inside. You, you don't have to live that kind of life. You don't have to live that kind of life. You, you're only going to be deceiving yourself. So you must work on yourself to show that if you have the looks, you also have the books too. Hallelujah. So they, like, they, like, um, let me quote 50 cents here. <laughs> the goal is not to look good or look rich. It's to be rich. Why? Not so that we impress people that we have money and you know, see my latest car board. So that's not the idea. The idea is so you can bless people who are less privileged. You know, you can sponsor the local ministry to go for purpose. Just imagine we, we secured radio within the months and we, people are saying that we will bring more money in. How is, now we're not considering having two spaces on radio. That's what money can do. If you don't, if you don't get money, you don't, you don't talk about radio. You have to be managing where you are. Just stay where you are. Keep quiet and talk to people around you. Hallelujah. If you don't have money, you cannot buy sound system. You will do natural. Open heavens everywhere. Talk to yourself. Hallelujah. But money gives you options. Money gives you options. See, if you go, as, go to Abdullah right now, and you're about to go to my two or whatever, really, and you get there and you see people food there, people yak bath for bus stop. One bus will come. Will you be doing, should I enter this bus or not? Is that what you'll be doing? You'll be trying to outsmart everybody to enter the bus. But if you get there and you see maybe a handful of people, five, ten people, and buses are coming, you see you will see three there. You'll be thinking which one should I enter? This one is looking so rickety. Not fit to my not the more comfortable. You have options. That's one thing that money does. Money gives you what? Options. You enjoy life when you have options. If you have options and you drink Gary, you will drink Gary with, with a different attitude. You will drink Gary with, with style, yes. You can just relax and you will drink Gary and you will be very relaxed. But when you are angry and poor, that same Gary that a man drank in peace, 
You will drink your own this time with frustration. What kind of life be this? Don't understand. Same men are drinking Gary, but one is drinking with Gary with a perspective. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm serious. If you are successful, you have options. If you are successful, the church has options too. If the church is not making money, or people are not making money, when pass on everything about how do we get um, AC here? How? You just keep quiet and manage the thing you are seeing. And you know, back in those days, people used to say church rats. In those days when we were much young. These days, nobody says that again. Nobody says that. In those days, we are coming to church. If you seek back, sit down, thank God. You come into the house of God, you sit back, thank God, you see. Do you know that those days in crusade ground, people stand? All true. They came to receive Jesus, let them stand. Today, people are making provision for seats. Let them be comfortable as they are blessed. Why? Money gives options. Hallelujah. And one of the ways to make money, you must be very, very good at making good relationships. I'm trust me on that. There's something you don't know in your business that can tweak your business by somebody we hear. If you are the proud person that you mind you mind your own business and you keep your own business, you may deny yourself the opportunity to hear what somebody will say. It's not impute. Sometimes, see, listen, guys, you, you need to be very discerning. When people are talking, and just, just just be hearing, just be hearing. Sometimes, even when people are saying nonsense, you can take the sense and remove the non. Carry the sense and work with it. Seriously, never take anybody for granted. Sometimes when you watch some cartoons these days, you may wonder children these are not watching cartoon. They did not watch Voltron. They didn't watch Danger Mouse. You know, they didn't watch uh, Terra Hawk. I mean, have you have you watched uh, what that one they watch that this is they watch in night? Uh, Gumball. I mean, have you watched Gumball, Gumball before? I seriously wonder what's in the head of people that created that Gumball. But children love it. The movie, even SpongeBob, the idea beyond SpongeBob, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like, don't really make sense. But guess what? Children love it. If you hate them, now you won't be that. Because the SpongeBob movie or uh, cartoon series is a money spinner for those. But because how do you sustain a series for more than seven years? If it's not profitable. Ah yes, first season. Everyone goes goes back. Go find another movie too. Once a movie, once a series goes for more than two, three, two seasons, three seasons, there's money there. Hello. Because some people came together and said, "Let us bring people who are not thinking like us. Let's hear their idea. Let's take a bet on their idea." Do you know why the Nigerian movie industry was for a long time was stagnant for a long time? Why? Because we had a scenario before where we had our normal cast and actors. Everybody knows them back then. It wants that the movie, they go and meet somebody that has money. The person asks, okay, yes, I have money for this movie. But I want these characters in this movie because I know they will sell the movie. So we always have the same characters in the same movies, different name, different title, different whatever, but it's the same characters that are being recycled. 
Even those professional actors know that, they, that that's not the way to drive the industry. The, the, uh, industry. Because if you watch some funny movies, you see some people, you know, some movies will become movie of the year, the actors are known. Hello? Some of you know Black Panther. The man is, is late now. But when he came outside, Black Panther, who, who was he? You, you, you won't really call him back then. You won't really call him a class actor like that. But the movie announced him you know, in, in big, big form. Of course, he had, he had other movies was, he had acted. But some people will only take their bets on the A-class actors. And that's why the industry stopped for a while until they, they broke away from that control. And that's why they cannot move their movies and take it to cinemas. You must have people around you who may not think like you. Because they will add something, a new dimension to what you're thinking or where you see things. You must have them around you. Say, all my friends, they are very quiet. That's a very weird friendship you have. Very weird. All my friends, they are all noisy like me. It's very weird. There must be a proper mix of different types of people. I'm serious about this. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, quickly, just before I go, I want to give you uh, these six tips that will help you to build a successful relationship. Number one, learn to be appreciative. Be appreciative. Learn to appreciate anybody, anytime. Learn to appreciate anybody, anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Just a simple thank you can go a long way. Another way to appreciate people is say sorry. Sorry means I appreciate you too. I appreciate because you were, you were right. I'm wrong. Uh, for we men, we, not we, women, we men, uh, sorry thing is uh, very expensive. Very expensive to say sorry. I realized that sometimes even in, in marriage, your, well, your spouse is complaining, complaining, complaining. Let me tell you some of the easiest ways. One simple hack to calm things down. Just say I'm sorry. And that one, we just... Because we have a tendency as men to be defensive. What do you mean? I was here. I did this one. I crossed the T. I dotted the I. I crossed the road like the chicken crossed the road. And I went to the other side as the chicken went there too. As I came back, this is my position. And when I came back, there was five minutes traffic on the road. I can't explain why there's five minutes gap in my delay. You didn't know that. Say I'm sorry. Sorry does not mean that you are wrong. Sorry means I value this relationship more than this argument. Hallelujah. I said this some years ago. Some people are more interested in winning arguments than losing their friends. You can win the arguments and end up losing a friendship that you already have. So you have to be careful. Learn to pick your battles. Two, spend time wisely. Spend time wisely. Spend time with people that add value to you and people you can add value to. Don't just spend time in the vacuum. We are hanging here and there. We are just, we are just there. We are just there. <laughs> It's harmless. Spend your time wisely. Someone tells us, say, do not sit in the seat of the scornful or stand in the path of sinners. Don't spend time in places where people are scorning and complaining and grinding. Leave that place. It's, that's not your place. It will contaminate the dream you are building inside of you. Number three, 
give as much as you get. As you receive, also give to others too. As you learn, bless others too. One of the best ways to destroy the knowledge you receive is by keeping it to yourself. You must learn to give out and practice what you receive. Four, be social. Be social. Invite somebody out. Let's have a drink. It's not a date. Let's just have a drink. You know, it's not that every time as a pastor, each time you call people, it's prayers. Some pastor is calling me now. Let me say the special prayer we need to do. Some pastor, where pastor won't see me now. Ah, is it that I didn't sing very well in the choir or whatever? You should go beyond that. Hello, you should go beyond that. Same thing too with your relationships too. Let it not be that people, are, whenever you, you want to have a talk with people, it's always work related. Move outside that zone and start to talk things outside, you know, the, your normal, if it's at the office that brought you together, discuss about other things. Okay, maybe this time you want to have a drink in a restaurant. Invite, follow, just invite me, let's have a drink together. Just, for no reason, just, just, just be nice. Hallelujah. Amen. See those secrets at the gates there? As you're passing by, Sometimes you'll say, ah, I got alpha. So I do, I won't go buy um, drink outside. Do you care for your Pepsi? Of course, what do you think I'll say? Special I'll say now. <laughs> care for Pepsi? Say, no, I prefer me that. Okay, no problem. Let it just be that sometimes you just go outside the, the norm. Not always straightforward. You know, anytime they see you, it's business. As they, they, each time they see you, the next thing they know that you bring out is calculator. Where? Yeah, so it's. It's five eighteen to one dollar now. Hallelujah. Even at home too. Let it not be that your conversation with your wife is only about the work in the house. Have they cleaned the house? Have they this one? Have they cook? Not. You can't even say discuss. Uh, how are you doing? You know, you got sometimes, uh, guys. I, I, last week we were discussing, me and my wife were discussing about the issue about adultery and issues people are having. A lot of people are having issues in their marriage today. A lot of people. And one thing I told her that many people are not oblivious to us is that the fact that a lot of times when people are drifting away, the other part, party is not even, doesn't know. Because this other person, party is in, interested in his own need. He doesn't know that the other person is already drifting away gradually. Before some things happen in adultery, like in, in some marriages, it may be a gradual shifting. A gradual shifting. Where the person starts, starts becoming a little uncomfortable in your presence. A little uncomfortable in your presence. A little uncomfortable. The person is taking steps away gradually. Even the person may not know. Then the person will find himself, his or herself in a place where he's a little more comfortable here. A little more comfortable here. Guess what? Over a course of time, that small, small shift will be large. So the person would have shifted emotionally and still be living in the same house. It's only a matter of time. The person will take only one action to that will align with his emotions. So we need to be very sensitive to our spouse when they are talking. Listen to what they are saying. Listen. Those cries, those complaints, those things that people are, they are, they are saying that it may get you angry or so. Sometimes take away the, that, that emotion and, and just listen. Listen to each other. Because behind every major adultery is a place in time where listening had gone 
out of relationship. Alright? Five, help other people to succeed. Help people to succeed. How many of you know those people that you go, you go to their shop to say, ah, I want to buy this thing? Say, ah, my own has finished too. And you now ask them, do you know where else I, I can get this thing? Say, I don't know. Like, how you concern me? Do you know those people like that? Those are the people that you'll be thinking, I should not go back to next time. I, I remember, um, just about two weeks ago, I was at the street fair market to buy a part for my, my the laptop. And I asked this guy, do you sell something? No, no, I don't sell this. Go and meet that lady there. She sells that thing. So I went there. He was right. The ladies sold to me. I went back to the guy. So I asked the guy, I said, so what do you sell? So I, repair, I, I sell laptops. I repair laptops. I said, okay, I have your number. I took his number. I'll call you when I need my laptop. Simple. If you can help me to get the thing done, why shouldn't I relate to him the next time? But some people when they say, ah, I don't know. Yesterday I was at Alaba. I was asking one guy, this for one particular product. The man said, it's not available in the market again. And I saw three other shops that said it. Three other shops. You know, you can tell somebody, I don't, actually, I don't know, and I actually don't know where you can get it. But don't do it with the attitude of, uh-huh, it's my business. I don't know. Because you don't have. So other people must not sell too. <laughs> That's the kind of heart a lot of people have. So you must learn to help others to succeed. And last one, learn to form collaborations. Learn to form collaborations. You cannot do this thing alone. You cannot. Somebody is somewhere else pursuing their own dream and it might be relating to your own and the person, you and the person can form collaboration and guess what? It makes your journey faster and easier. What is the idea behind Uber? Collaboration. The biggest taxi company in the world today does not own a single taxi. Collaborations. You have a car. You have a car. You have a car. Let's use your car's taxi. We pay you for using your car. Simple. <laughs> Airbnb. Almost becoming the biggest um, industry when, um, a player in the industry when it comes to um, accommodation. Owns no single hotel. Not even one. But what are they doing? You have a nice house? You have a nice house? Let's use your house for those who want to rent an apartment for the weekend. So people are giving their houses. So instead of checking at a, at a hotel, they go to an actual house to stay. A well-furnished house that they like because they will sample the house. It's okay. It looks homely. And, and, they, and they pay them for the house that they've given out. So it's not like the normal one you rent out in like one year, two years. It's just for the weekend. Somebody comes and stays in your house. You get money for it. Collaborations. Collaborations. Think collaborations this year. You are doing a business and God is blessing you with customers. But you realize that you cannot take in all the customers. And you are not having a, a good number of send away, send away, send away. It's, it's, it's good for the business and bad at the same time. Because a time will come when people just and say, ah, if you go there, you don't get a chance. If you go there, you don't get a chance. So what do you do? Collaborate with other people that do what you do. Keep taking the orders, but spread the orders. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Think collaboration. You cannot listen. I, I heard something some years ago. If you are doing business today and you step out of your business for one and the thing goes down, you are not doing business. You are actually working like, like somebody who is employed too. 
But you must be your business with system. Now, in your absence, things can run. You must learn to how to bring people into, into what you do and learn to bring collaboration so that in your absence, you can take... I mean, Africans find it very difficult to take vacation. From January to December, shop. January to December, Monday to Sunday, shop, shop, shop. In the office, people take one month leave. You cannot take even two weeks leave. Ah, I take two weeks leave. Ah, it, eh? where? How? Two weeks where? Okay, I will take the leave, but they will carry the walk to the house. But you don't know how that is important. It will help you relax the mind and refresh, and you come back in, and you you refire. You will come back with fresh ideas, and you come back with new, new energy. That's why executives six they take their. I, I know some executives that will leave Nigeria completely where they work. They leave that work environment so they will go to an environment where they can play and have fun to reset the brain again. Nigerians, Monday to Sunday, January to December. In China right now, they do their one, one is that a Chinese holiday? Almost one, almost one month. Everything shuts down. Everything shuts down. And yet, their money is bigger than our own money. We work from January to December. Even in scriptures, God was the one that first taught that thing. He told Israel, he says, you are working every day. On the seventh day, what? Right? That's, what's called what? What's that called? Sabbath day. Then he says, as you are working like that every week, the seventh week, what do you do? One full week rest. As you are working, 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 they also have the seven months. They also have the seventh year. Guess why Israel lost the promised land that they got? Because they did not keep the Sabbath of the years. Go and read the Bible. They lost it because they did not keep the Sabbath of the years. So the land, they were taken away from the land, and the land now enjoyed the Sabbath by force. That's why they had to be there for 70 years in captivity. God now freed them from the land. Made the land rest and recover. It's a principle that God has put. You walk and rest. Rest and walk. No, we have to walk. We have to make the money. <laughs> Continue. You don't want to walk in a way that you will use all your energy and resources to get the money. Then you will not be at a life and stage where you will not be using all the money you have gotten to sustain your health back again. Or get back relationship you've lost all the while. We have to be very sensitive about, about these things. Hallelujah. Form collaborations. There are some people that can make life easy for your life. Before, before now, if you know me before, graphic designer, I will do design, go to Shomolu, go and print. I will move inside Shomolu, go and buy paper, go and buy card, go and meet plates, man. They will cut plates. I will not go and meet the person. I will one that say, ah, ah, you cannot continue this, though. Because if customers call you and say, we need a design, you say, wait, I'm at the press. I'm at the press. And so I had an idea. I call my printer. I, I will pay you for going around. So you do all those things. I stick to my design. I became more productive and started earning more money by the time I split that decision, made that decision to split my time. Like they say, time is money. Hallelujah. So I do a design. I don't need to go to Shomolu physically. There's internet. I told the guy, guy, give me your email so he doesn't have email. I, that was the time my, my printer had me use my, the same email for three years. Go and ask the guy. My own email was what I was using. He had the same password to my email. I will send a walk. You will go to press. You will print out and continue. Then I will go and pick. Later I say, ah, I don't need to go and pick now. I will pay him to go and bring it here too. Now, 
easy. I will send to him. He does the printing. He doesn't need to come. There is something called delivery. Collaborations. Make life easy for you. You have more time for things that will not build you up or increase your any level. Stop walking around the clock. In it, they walk. In it, they walk. Your time is very important this year. Before you know we are in December, oh, before you know it, it's not month already. Don't continue a way that you are grinding yourself, you are killing yourself to make the money. Find out to be smart. Find out to be smart. Find out to bring people into your life that will make the life the thing easy for you. You know, outsource some part of your what, what you do. If washing clothes for you is taking your whole day, find somebody that you can pay to wash your clothes for you. Because washing your own clothes will not bring money, money to your pockets, right? And now, so find somebody that can that is at the level in life where he needs the money for doing the work. The person will be so grateful to God that ah, at least I have where I'm washing clothes. Seriously, some people their hobby is washing clothes. I had a friend back then. I stayed with him for a while. If he's washing clothes, say bring your clothes. This is my own too small to wash, but I need to feed his hand to wash. And I will give to him. I said, I said, ah, it's still only this small you brought. I said, ah, yeah. Because me, my mind is judging me. Say, ah, uh, don't go and be overstepping your boundary. And I said, ah, it's too small. I bring more. I, don't, I need to feel I'm washing. I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's more. But that was that guy. That's the people like that. And those kind of people, when, if they now do washing as a business, if they're not working, they are enjoying what they are doing and they're making money from it. So find people who can walk be around you and make life easy for you. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have contacts. You have the skill. Find people that have contacts and work together. You have the connection, but you don't have the business idea. Find those people that have the idea. Work together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But you cannot form collaborations if you don't do the other things I mentioned before. If you don't know how to build good relationships. Like I said before, the power in your conversations is not necessarily the quality of your proposal. It's in the state of your heart. If you are revengeful, if you are judgmental, if you are kind of like this is condemn people, it will show in your conversations. You may try to use English to cover it, but it will be like an air around you. You can't hide it. So let that scripture be with you. We read Matthew 5. When people don't use you well, bless them. Pray for their good. Example. Jacob and Laban. The man said, I know that since you came into my house and walk with me, even me I know say the way open. Jacob knew. But it was also important that Laban also knew too. Hallelujah. And he was cheating the guy. Cheating the guy. She even cheated him in marriage too. How can a man not work for seven years and give him the wrong wife? Who does that? I know what I mean. I'm trying to understand that. A man worked for seven years for you. And he told you this is the person I want to marry you. Not that he, they whispered to him that there's a woman in your house. He knows the person I want to marry you. After working for seven good years. And I say, I be this. Because you know that if you really want the damn man you work for 14 years. Who does that? I mean, that is enough to make everybody flare up and say, in fact, I don't marry again. Okay, but guess what they did? He put it another seven years because of something he wanted. And he didn't leave the house after he got married. Because some people say, hey, now I've got my wife, I'm leaving the house. And everywhere we're angry, say, What's he consign me? No, 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 no. You know that kind of 
living places with issues. It's not very good. We are going to close doors. Close it gently. And so, he stayed. It was time for him to now move. The man himself that was cheating him all his life since they met him. Said, me, I know, say. <laughs> me, I know. Say, ask Now, when you come, it will open. I said, okay, you know what? This time, you will now share the thing properly. You used to share it. He was still trying to cheat him again. Same time again. If you look at the story, he was still trying to cheat the guy in the sharing. But God who always knows how to put it in place. Hallelujah. God who always knows how to put it in place. He knows how to settle scores properly. If now you, you can never settle score right. Nobody knows how to settle score right. Only God knows how to settle the scores right. And so always give him that room for him to be God. Hallelujah. So that your heart will be free peace, there's joy, there's love there. Because if Jacob had nurtured bitterness, Jacob would not enter the next phase. He would still be stuck in that labanic phase of regret. But the next phase was waiting for him. He could only move on until that was sorted in his heart. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. Your word upon our hearts is healing us of pains, issues, regrets, disappointments. And we are aligning ourselves to your truth and to your love. Let your love consume our hearts. Let your peace rule in our hearts. Let your love reign in our hearts. Let your grace reign upon our hearts. Take over us with your goodness. Feed us with your personality. That we believe it out. To build relationships that will make us successful. The ones that will make us fulfill our destiny in life. The ones that will guide us into the path of purpose. And the ones that will inspire us to believe the dreams you put in our hearts. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah.